just like in sports, just like in singing, just like in writing, it's all about the fundamentals, the foundational things. And the most profound and deepest thing in the kingdom of God is our ability to walk in love. Love is the is described as it never fails. And as men, love literally, when we walk in love, we can be like the picture. I remember when I was, um, you know, coming up in the church and I would hear people describe uh, Christ as the lion of the tribe of Judah. But then I would hear them describe Satan as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I'm like, okay, I've heard that there was stuff in the Bible that wasn't supposed to be there and man at it, but how are they going to see Jesus and the devil as a lion? What the heck is going on here? And so I, in my heart I would meditate on I'd be like, Lord, why is he called this? And then what made it worse was whenever I would watch like a National Geographic expose on the lion, a doggone, this is what they showed the lion doing. The lion was sleeping all day. <laughs> whenever the women went out and got all the food, the lion would wake up from his slumber, chase him all the way, take the lion's share, and then go back to sleep. The lion would get up and procreate, go back to sleep. And I was just like, man, why is Jesus called this? What, why, did, why is he compared to this beast? And so I remember one day, I think it might have been 2005 or something like that, I watched this awesome expose on the, the real story of what lions do. And I finally understood it. And, it's, and, and, and real quick, the reason, what, what, a lot, if, 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 if you will, say this, is, this whole room is thousands of miles and each of these tables is like, you know, you know, could be anywhere from 40 miles, square miles to 50 square miles. Each table, there's a lion in every pride or lions, depending. And they literally, the reason they sleep all day is because lions almost tirelessly, week on end, all they do is mark their territory. And it was cool because when they showed these, this expose on these lions, they use infrared satellite technology they use sound technology, so whenever a lion roared, you could actually see the vibrations in the air. And um, they, they did it in such a way where it was amazing. And one thing that the lion, every lion does, and this is no exaggeration, every square inch of a lion's territory is marked with his scent. And so when the lion marks his territory, he literally can be gone, and I'm talking about every square inch. Of 40 square miles, 50 square miles. Every, it, sometimes it can be one lion. Sometimes it might have two, but a lot of times it's one. Marks it. So when he comes back, that mug is tired. So he's knocked out. And so I understood that dynamic. And when the lion, this is interesting, every once in a while a lion will smell something in the air, lift up, let out a roar. When a lion roars, they use the sound technology. So literally, the lion's roar carries throughout his entire territory. When he senses or smells like another lion, because really, uh, the only threat to a lion is another lion. So when he senses that a lion is on his territory, and when another lion comes, when he kills the king, he kills all the offspring and plants his seed in the female so he can progenerate that way. So literally, in the lion roaring, what he does is he's warning like, hey, you don't belong here. Get out. And also what happens is the roar goes into what they call the no man's land. So if you can imagine every table as a territory, every place in between the table is where the young lions 
get banished to once they reach sexual maturity. So when the young lions was mentioned, I finally understood why David used that analogy of the young lions always trying to get me because he was the main lion in his territory, and young lions are always looking for a way to get in. And in they're looking for a way to get in. What provokes them is in the no man's land, that's where, you know, you're dining on the finest raccoon, the finest uh, uh, desert rat, the finest, uh, you know, doggone fox that's, you know, where in the king's kingdom, nothing but antelope, water buffalo, zebra, I mean the finest dining in the lion's kingdom. So literally what happens was the lion, when he would roar, his roar would go all throughout his kingdom, stay back, you don't belong here. Then it would go into the no man's land, and it would let these young lions, cause the, and it's amazing, because the young lions would come right up, and, they, and, it, and the satellite would show it. They would come right up to where the territory's border was, and they would sniff. And when they would sniff, and they would hear the roar coming, well, they'd back up. But what happens, like with any of us, as you get older, your, your, your strength physically starts to diminish. So even though the lion is still marking his territory, the scent starts to diminish, and it's not as pungent. And it's not, oh, wait a minute. I think the old man got a couple of chinks in the arm. So what happens, the young lions, they gather together. And then I understood the picture of Satan going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He devours the weak. He comes after the feeble. He comes after people in the kingdom who don't understand their privileges, who think it's better to be deep than it is to understand the fundamental principles of the kingdom of God. So literally, when that doggone lion was going around sniffing, and the lion now, they, they fast-forwarded maybe about eight, nine years. He's sniffing, right? And it was just like, they were so hungry and so doggone tired of living in no man's land. They're like, man, this kingdom is right for the taking. They're 40 miles away. This cat is in this end of the kingdom. The lion is in that end of the kingdom. All of a sudden, the lion just came back, and he's an older lion, and there's only one lion. And these two young lions are huge. So he's sleeping. All of a sudden, he smells in the wind. He lets out a roar. And he takes off. In the lion's kingdom, there is zero tolerance for other lions. Anything that's a threat on the level of another lion, zero tolerance. They'll let little hyenas walk around. And little hyenas, they'll start, they'll harass the women and every once in a while they, but if a male lion comes by, a hyena is done. So they're not really that much of a threat. But another lion is over. He came up, woo, woo. He starts flying in the direction that the scent is coming. I mean, this lion is, and it's an old lion, but he's rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the satellite is showing him. So whatever roar he gave off, the female lion, who was the main female, she knew that roar. So she got up, and she, you know, it's a pride of him. It might be about eight, nine or it could be as much as 14, 15. She gets the mature lionesses, and they take the adolescent lionesses, and they get the adolescent lionesses, they put the cubs in a little safe place, and they essentially tell the adolescent lionesses to babysit them. Then she takes off. She's probably about five miles behind them, and they take off at a full sprint in the same direction the lion is, and oh, come so now they get back to the lion. And I mean, these two young lions are just, and they're in that, woof, woof, woof. and it's like going, going, going. All of a sudden, a young lion and they, the, the old lion, they see each other. And I mean, this young lion and this old lion, this dude didn't back down. He came after one of them, whap, smacked him in the face. This doggone lion skid across the ground. And so he gets on top of him. 
But then the other young lion, boom, comes and hits him. And he rolls over and it kind of like took his breath away. But he got up and then he went after the lion and hit him. Bah, 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 bah. He's beating him down. Bam! The other lion hit him. And also, but now when the other lion hit him this time, the old lion is like, oh, hey, wait a minute, that was a little more than I can take right there. And it was like all of a sudden the narrator says it's inevitable in the cycle of life that every lion's kingdom, his reign will come to an end. But he said the reign of every lion can be indefinitely extended based on the maturity of his lioness. All of a sudden, those lionesses that were behind, that were chasing them, they caught up. And oh my gosh, they came and they surrounded one of the young lions. And so it kind of started the other lion who was like getting the, the, the old lion. And it was like they, they, they cornered them. And so now it's a fair fight. Oh my gosh. This big, this the old lion, he got up. He's like, boy, I'm about to wipe the deck with you. What about that? He beat him down real fast. That dog on <laughs> young lion headed for the hills. The lionesses literally parted their circle and was like, all right, go ahead. You get some. Man, that other lion, bam, 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 beat him down, gone. That lion's reign because he had the wisdom to pick his lioness based on God's principles instead of the world's principles. He was able to reign indefinitely. When we were at the marriage conference, I was listening to a woman of God who was talking about the, the health struggles that her husband was having. And her husband and a couple of the health struggles died. He actually died. But his lioness was mature. And his lioness was like, oh, no, we call you back from death. And it's certified. Call that cat back five times. Literally, his life on earth was extended about 10 more years because the lioness he married wasn't some young bimbo that looked like the girls on Baywatch. But the lioness that he married looked like the model of the kingdom of God when you look through the scriptures at the mighty women of God. And I was just thinking about, wow, how do we mark our territory? How do I, when I watch stuff like that, okay, I need to know the practical way to mark my territory as a man in this earth. We've been reading it all our lives. First Corinthians chapter 13 is the model for us to mark our territories. You know, the chief characteristic of maturity is patience. Some translation says perfection, but it's actually patience. Kindness. Not being easily angered, not being rude, not being selfish. These are all things that don't sound real deep, don't seem like it could make you a big famous preacher across the world that your name is known. But let me tell you something. When you walk this way, the way that the king has laid out for his sons, the territory that he's given you, will be indelibly marked. And when that devil, oh, no, he's too patient. Oh, heck no, he's way too kind. What? He believes all things. He hopes all things. When I asked him, I was like, that's kind of uh, uh, benign, believes all things. He said, believes all things work together for the good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. 
I said, well, hope, Paul, thing. He said, when you hope in me, you'll never be made ashamed. Endures all things. Love never fails. It never ends. So guess what? I don't care how strong you are in the natural, eventually it's going to fade away. I'm a, when I was 27 years old, I knew I wasn't as quick or as fast as I was when I was 25. I could physically feel it. That's some kind of hell to live. You 27 years old and you like, wait a minute, I'm going down here already? <laughs> what kind of savagery is this? <laughs> Who set up this kind of plan? I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm killing the sound, man. <laughs> but to the point, hey, you want to be a mighty man of God in your household right now? Choose to walk in love. And if you can't walk in love, guess what? you got a great remedy provider for you. The most powerful prayer, and it's actually defined in the scripture as an act of worship, came when a Syrophoenician woman came to get help from the Lord. The scripture says, and she came worshiping, saying. So whatever she said is defined by the scripture as an act of worship. Now, I know a lot of us have been told as men, we can't worship. It's hard for men to worship. It's, well, that's because they're talking about adoration. There's many forms of worship, but one of them is adoration. That woman said this. These are, these are the words that came out of our mouth. Lord, the Lord is the king. The Lord's responsibility, every king's responsibility is to provide the safety and well-being of his subjects. So she acknowledged who he was. He said, Lord, help me. What? Lord, help me? You know how profound that prayer is? So if you walk around, I, man, my temper, and I, I, my patience, I, I hate being kind. I can't. Lord, help me. And then expect him to do it. So, what I just said, you've heard all your Christian life. I guarantee you, a young buddy right here probably heard in a Sunday school or two. Love your neighbor as yourself. I give you a new commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You do this, you fulfill the whole law. We overlook the simple things, trying to get out into the deep. And that's why we're getting our butts kicked, because our foundation isn't sure. But let me tell you something. Love. Walk in love. And you will mark that territory the way God intended you to mark it. And when he's, that other line is going around seeking whom he may devour, well, I can't go to his house. And he go to the next one. Is that easy to understand? Does that, is that, does that, is that, is it not, did I go over anybody's head? You feel like I went over anybody's head? Oh. Hey, let's go. All right. Thank you, Father, for the word. I, I thank you for the liberty. Y'all already met this cat five seconds ago. But, man, I feel like, I feel great. Some stuff. I know I'm shake for a minute. But it's like, I just want to say thank you, Father, for the liberty in this house. I want to say thank you, Father, for the order in this house. I felt energized, Father, even as I came in here, felt drained.
But just talking to them, all of a sudden, it's like my spirits were renewed. So I say, thank you, Father. I pray that you would empower us by your spirit to walk in love, that we would mark our territories according to that which never fails, and that your kingdom would be advanced in us and through us this day and forever. And it's in the matchless name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, that we make this declaration with thanksgiving. Amen.